Welcome to the Brand Ambassadors, your wide-angle look at the field of PR and what it means for your company. Your host is Merritt Hamilton Allen with co-host Gary Potterfield. Every firm has a compelling narrative that sets them apart from the crowd. In your company, you can use your own background and storytelling to your advantage as well as that of your business. Now, here are your hosts, Merritt Hamilton-Allen and Gary Potterfield. Good morning and welcome to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Merritt Hamilton-Allen, joined by Gary Potterfield. Uh, it's our last show before Christmas. And are you headed to the airport? Uh, no, no. It won't be, it won't be, I'm heading down to Houston right after Christmas. Probably going to my sister's house on Christmas Day. You? Uh, I'm going nowhere. Everyone's coming to me. That's how I sometimes feel like I'm going revolves. nowhere. I sometimes feel like I'm going nowhere, but <laughs> <laughs> that's unrelated to the to the topic at hand. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone's coming here not because of me, but because my sister's getting married on the 29th. Right. You got a busy holiday time, don't you? You're in charge, aren't you? Mm-hmm. You're the boss. No, 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 I'm not in charge. Jared's in charge. <laughs> I'm just say, bossy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd love to be a little, you know, fly on the wall there. Yeah, every, everything goes okay after um, uh, either. First, as long as we text uh, after we've both had coffee in the morning or around 6 p.m. when we've both had a highball, we're fine. Okay. We just have to have the right stimulus for the time of day. Well, it'll be great. It'll, uh, it's going to be, I'm sure it's going to be terrific and uh, uh, wish her and her prospective spouse the best. Yeah, it's it, it's uh, going to be a great time. It's a great story. She's known uh, Mike since she was 10. So 47 years later, they're finally taking the leap. It's pretty cool. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Uh. Yeah, and so, and I'm I'm pretty full of Christmas cheer and all uh, because, dang it, uh, Caitlin Hoffman kind of forced me to have a Christmas party, and I'm really glad she did. <laughs> yeah, as we, uh, uh, it, it turned out to be pretty nice. Our little get together with our with our gang, and we have so many. We have uh, you know quite a few newies in the in the company, and that's terrific. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's phenomenal. And uh, you were here, and you know what I've noticed, uh, and obviously you've noticed too, that um, um, you're getting, uh, you're getting, you're, you're you're flying eastbound a lot more lately, whether you like it or not. Oh my! Oh, oh yeah, yeah, but not in time to get the next level status uh, on my uh, airline rewards program. So actually, Darn. I'm going to be calling the advantage desk and see if I can negotiate. I'm am five thousand miles short. Come on, but folks. Optimus spent three thousand dollars more than the minimum. So yeah, American Airlines needs to give a little to small business because I am going to keep giving you money in 2019. I promise. Yeah. yeah. Well, for for good reasons, we got a lot of cool stuff going on. Looking forward to uh, some of the media training stuff that uh, we'll be doing for some clients. There'll be a lot of that in the in the early part of the year, right? Oh, my gosh, yes. Uh, we're standing by with a big effort um, uh, with the Navy uh, uh, IT organization, and we're kind of on crunch time because there's a very, uh, a very uh, 
very good, a very, there's a major symposium being held the second week in February. And so we've got to uh, do some prep and get, I get with our client right after the first of the year. Uh, And of course, for a small business, the, you know, the fun thing about doing December billing is the day you do billing is a federal holiday. <clears throat> well, right. So we're going to have that scramble too. This is one of, when you think about the holidays, this is one of those, <clears throat> you know, what, what day of the week is the best day for Christmas and New Year's to fall on? And I think uh, Tuesday is a pretty good one for, from the perspective of the, just a, a worker or a student or something. Well, students are off anyway, but you know, Tuesday, it's, you know, it's Tuesday, right? Tell me it's Tuesday. Is Tuesday right. the holiday? Right. <laughs> okay. Because then yes. you get the bridge from Monday and uh, it's kind of nice. Except, you know. Right. Because that's always has to be a federal holiday and right. And um, yes. Oh, very, very funny, Aaron. It is a Friday. <laughs> it is a Friday. Oh, I think he means Christmas on a Friday. He wishes. Yeah. <laughs> no, he, well, that's, that's too bad for him. We'll do. We'll enjoy Tuesday. Well, anyway. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Monday and Tuesday Christmases are hard, um, not just because of planning um, uh, official time off. Uh, for um, uh, Catholics, it's uh, a lot of mass in forty-eight hours. <clears throat> got to do what you got to do if you're trying to get up, get 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 upstairs, and not go downstairs, right? Indeed, indeed. <laughs> Um, you know, I'm just I'm just hoping for a better lo- level of purgatory. <clears throat> yes, you want purgatory, and what do you want? A purgatory in an exclusive uh, uh, condominium or something like that? Oh well. See, here we go. It doesn't take us long, Merritt, to get the way the heck off topic. Whatever top, whatever topic it is. Yeah. What is our topic? We're going to talk self-publishing today. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> Um, no, it's a fascinating. Well, and, I mean, topic. what what has happened? Well, yeah, especially with ebooks. I mean, it's uh, when Kindle first came out, a lot of ebooks were clunky, and the formatting was weird, and skipping to chapters. But uh, in 2018, uh, it's it's complete uh, evolution, and I think it makes uh, a lot of uh, gives a lot of opportunities for authors who we wouldn't normally be able to get access to uh, very easy. Uh, of course, that also splits the publishing pie, if you will, uh, uh, in, in interesting ways. And so I'm interested to hear uh, about the nuts and bolts of that uh, and also uh, uh, just the creative process, uh, too, and how you if it changes if you're formatting for e-reading. And because it's the Christmas show, of course, we're talking post-apocalyptic science fiction. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, the the thing is, there's so many different, I mean, I think the topic of publishing overall could be something we could talk about for many, many episodes because so many things are going on with that. I mean, if you look, it's kind of depressing when you, uh, it's hard to find the big, um, you know, the big bookstores where you've got like two floors and you've got, you can just explore for, for hours, you know, um, th- there aren't too many of those around anymore. Um, it's just really hard to find. Uh, you know, to find the the Barnes and Noble or whatever that you know, uh, who are the other who's the other biggie? The, who's the hugey that's gone now? Um, who is it? Uh, the the bookstore. I can't think. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But it's still it is kind of a, a downer when you're like, boy, you just love to go into the bookstore and go in the corner and you know and and find something you've never seen before. Um, 
So that's an interesting thing. Another thing I think is interesting is that um, while you talk about ebooks uh, and the Kindle um, and other e-readers, whatever they may be, but uh, I understand that that's kind of you know it, it kind of peaked in terms of everyone was doing it. And now it's like people, so a lot of people want to go back to the traditional tactile feel of a, of an act, of a physical book, you know. Like who besides my husband, the Luddite? <clears throat> Why? So you do you prefer uh, digital reading as opposed to reading a, a physical book? Yes, because um, I'm in my middle age mode where I don't get to sleep all the way through the night, and so when I wake up at two a.m., it's a lot easier to read an e-reader at night without waking oh. everybody up. That's that's my primary reason. Oh, oh also, oh. it's easier to prop up an iPad oh. while I set my hair, which is my oh. other main <laughs> reading time. And you can also, obviously, if you're traveling, uh, you, rather than having to pack up, uh, I assume you're probably a pretty quick reader, that you don't have to pack up, uh, you know, three, three, three books in your in your uh, overnight bag or something. You can have hundreds, if not thousands, of books on your iPad or whatever reader you're using. Oh, exactly. Um, although. Uh, you know, they don't, uh, a lot of them are stored in the cloud, so you don't have everything on your e-reader at all times. And so sometimes it is a challenge for me, not just like having um, uh, a clear channel to uh, do my podcast for my limited internet, but sometimes I can't download, uh, I have to uh, uh, drive to the grocery store to download a book. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering, if can you, you know, at 2G or whatever G you're at, Merritt, I mean, how do you download a how long does it take you to download a book? You might you're quicker to drive to the store and get one, right? Hey, my my backup is DSL. Oh my! So hey, so folks, and, for, and, for, 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 I was going to say for folks who, who uh, are, are new to listening to this, every time when you, when it sounds like Merritt's taking a thoughtful pause, she's not. She's trying to talk. She's she's just not getting through. <laughs> Uh, CenturyLink, HughesNet. Um, I, I've tried smoke signals. I'm doing the best I can to uh, uh, be part of the digital age, but New Mexico well, doesn't want to let me. That's a whole the, different one topic. Episode, the one episode when you went to the uh, when you went to the uh, to the uh, coffee uh, shop. The coffee shop when we had uh, Steve Mays on. That was uh, and Steve wasn't there, but that, other than the fact that he started making coffee, damn it, um, it was really good. You had a terrific signal. Hey, why don't you talk, uh, tell us about our guest who uh, we've both known for years, but you a lot more years than I. Sure. Uh, well, in a few minutes, uh, a good friend to Vox Optima, a good friend to Merritt and I, and somebody I've known for uh, more than 25 years, which weird, weirdly doesn't sound like too long to me. It's odd. Uh, James Slater is going to be joining us uh, right after the break. And uh, in addition to being um, a former Vox Optima person and uh, and a current uh, deputy director for corporate communications for our largest client, the Naval Sea Systems Command, is a is a, an author, a self-published author. He's got... Uh, He's got one novel out. He's he's real close to having a second novel out, and so he's and he's gone. Uh, he's used a couple of different interesting techniques that we're going to talk about to get to that place where he is right now. And we're very curious to 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 talk to James to uh, you know learn um, how he did it, the creative process of how he did it, also that you know some of the the uh, lessons learned, the hard lessons and the fun lessons, and and he's also got a very unique way in which he actually went about the writing. Of his books, so uh, we'll be talking to him about that. So this is the uh, well, this is the first time we've actually spent some time talking about self-publishing on the brand ambassadors, uh, 
And uh, we're going to do that in just a couple of minutes. You're listening to the Brand Ambassadors. And uh, uh, you want to talk to James, talk to Merritt, talk to Gary, give us a call at 866-472-5790. Drop us an email at brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com. And uh, we'll be back in just a couple of minutes with James. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom-line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program Welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Merritt Hamilton Allen, joined by Gary Potterfield, and I'm very excited to introduce our guest, who uh, has been very close to uh, Gary and me and Vox Optima uh, for many years, and really, uh, I think a true polymath, if you will. He is a writer, he is a musician, he is a barista. Uh, I'm so glad that James Slater could join us this morning. Good morning, James. Hey, good morning, guys. All right, welcome. So, have fun. So, so yeah, and, uh, I'm just, like um, a long-time listener, first-time caller, but that's actually not true. I have been listening for a long time, what, about uh, 10 minutes, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but so I have a couple of questions <laughs> uh, before we get started. Is, 
is this like, uh, I, I know it's during the day, so is it a family program? Uh, can, can, we, can we use... Yes. Um, what, what's that? Can you use nice well, language? I, I yeah, you can we, use nice language. Do we, do, we ha- do we have to use nice language use nice or can I want. use... <laughs> can I use a, a more descriptive can, term and get can you away with talk it? Like, can, can you talk like Merritt? Probably not. Can you talk like Gary? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, no, Aaron says we're not regulated. Have a ball. James, let it flow. Okay, there you go. That's right. The wild, wild west or east or both. <clears throat> All right. So. Feel so free. We're brand, and and you guys. One of the notes that, uh, of course, what popped into to my brain as soon as I turned on the program is you guys are Voice America. Nice rip off, guys. Right. <laughs> you, know, hey, you know what I was thinking? You know, it's uh, that's that's World Talk Radio's idea, not me. <laughs> that's right. So so here here's what I thought. It was the um, um, uh, a Navy story when. Uh, uh, Gary and I were assigned to the Sixth Fleet staff, and and he was he was the chief. Uh, uh, of Don't course, you he could be the, the the chief from staff, which sounds very much like the chief of staff, but uh, you know a, a marginal difference there. So so that's branding. There you have it. Happy that's to right. be here. Um, uh, I'm happy to answer your burning questions about self publishing or branding or whatever you'd like. Well, I would ask, you know, you, you've always been a writer, and I know you um, have a lot of creative outlets. Um, what what drove you to your first novel, Claustrum? Was it the creative uh, flow, or was it the knowledge that you could self-publish? So I, I think it's probably a combination of things, and I, um, I, I blogged about it a bit on my website, but uh, we had just, it was, I think, um, I started in 2014, uh, shortly after the Washington Navy Yard shooting here, and um, you know, to my uh, good fortune, um, I was not shot, and uh, I did take a. It was close, though. I mean, it was in the same building, and and uh, that possibility. So, it kind of took stock of you know, what I was doing with my life. And I was like, I was very grateful to have, uh, had to have made it through that, uh, um, uh, that day. And uh, so I decided that, uh, you know, I talked about writing a book for, forever and ever. Yeah, I'm going to put you in my book. And uh, I said, if you're going to do it, you should, this is me talking to myself, you should do it. You should absolutely do it. And again, at the same time, uh, there's, a whole new frontier, and I think Gary, before you had talked about the uh, the brick and mortar stores that uh, have have been felled by Amazon. I think you're probably thinking about Borders. Was that the uh, yeah Barnes Borders? That's that right. Barnes and Noble is still here in a bit. If you've seen their their uh, holiday commercials, uh, uh, they are uh, um, trying to stand up against uh, Amazon. But Amazon has a whole new concept, and in fact, uh, um, to me, it became not so much a, uh, a financial investment, but more of a, a technical challenge to understand what were the tools I needed to self-publish, uh, how technically could I do it, and then um, uh, coming up with, um, and that's part of my challenge to say, um, uh, <laughs> uh, how do you sell uh, on Amazon, and not only that, do you have anything worth selling on Amazon? 
one of the first, if you're, you're not self-publishing and you go through this, you know, there's a million folks out there who will help you with their own, you know, you subscribe to their uh, newsletter or you buy their book or you buy their course and they're happy to tell you, you know, how to do this. And uh, what I learned in a big way was, uh, num- number one, how to do it, but also I took a lot of lessons on how not to do it because a lot of these self-publishers were really engaged in, you know, very good self-publishers, but very poor writers. It's like, oh, I got a free ebook, and I remember the when ebook books first come out, I was, came out, I was so excited to be able to get an ebook and download it, and at first on my uh, computer, and then on my Kindle, I said, oh, this is amazing, and I got all these ebooks, and I started to read some that had been self-published. And I was pretty disappointed. I was like, "Shoot, I want to read." And again, I'm you know one of my one of my big uh, uh, um, passions is reading great science fiction. So the, the Heinlein and the Asimov and uh, those stories that I grew up with, uh, I wanted to find some good modern science fiction, and uh, there just weren't very many out there. And the good thing was, and, and what Amazon had, uh, had done was, and, and what they still do, is you can go to a book and you can read the first 10% of it. And if you're an avid reader, uh, you're able to get a sense of the writer's style, uh, the intro, whether you're going to be interested uh, or not um, within the first chapter and sometimes even within the first few lines. Boop. There you go. You're you're through. And I found very few. I found a lot of, uh, uh, of folks out there who were self-publishing science fiction that I had no desire to read. And I thought to myself, oh, this is good. The uh, the field is is wide open. And that's one of the things. If it's easy to publish, that means everybody can do it. So that's a good thing. But if you're a reader, that means everybody can do it. So yourself. that's not yeah. such a good thing. I think it's a little bit like... Um, uh, when we went from uh, the the idea of well, what it took to be a photographer or then what it took to be a videographer uh, and then the technology changing so that pretty much everybody could be both. Um, but there still are professional photographers and professional videographers that, that and there's this grand chasm between the professionals and the amateurs. So, yeah, so everybody can do it, um, but uh, but only only some are any good at it. Uh, so, uh, so I think that's an important point. Interesting, though, James. I was I was just in preparation for this. I was looking, and uh, uh, I'll throw out some, for both you guys uh, some famous um, self-published authors, and, and James will add his name to this list: Ezra Pound, Mark Twain, Stephen Crane, George Bernard Shaw, Anais Nin. Yeah, you're writing an Anais Nin story there, James. Uh, Thomas Paine, Virginia Woolf, Edgar Allan Poe, Rudyard Kipling, Benjamin Franklin, and Alexandra Dumas. So. Um, it's not like a new thing. It's been going on for a long, long time. It's just that uh, James has found, along with many others, the way to do it uh, using the modern technology and, and to reach an audience much more fe- effectively. Well, I guess my, uh, my addition to that, and um, originally, if you're familiar with uh, uh, Andy Weir, who has... Uh, uh, the author of The Martian, which you've probably seen uh, either in theater or on one of the uh, uh, streaming services. Um, but 
Andy is a little he's a little different take. Uh, he wanted to get all the science right, and he spent an amazing amount of time uh, just researching, uh, you know, how life would be on Mars, how you would survive, what would happen if, and I mean, phenomenal story. But he he published all this uh, online under his own name before he got recognized and picked up, and then ultimately uh, wildly successful. Uh, so uh, again, that uh, you know, the field is wide open. Uh, I am um, I like to call my work. Um, uh, pseudoscience, uh, because it's not really about, I mean, science fiction, but I'm focusing more on the fiction part. It's a story about people, and uh, in the future, there's some, some cool tools that have been invented and they use, and uh, obviously some dangerous situations that they have to overcome as well. And um, in my day, when I first started reading science fiction, it was it was Heinlein, and and, uh, and I was much more fascinated by him using using that as a tool to to get out um, you know philosophical concepts. So I thought that that's what I was interested there. But um, uh, so or speculative fiction, as they sometimes call it, is that what you're more about, James? Well, and, and a couple of yeah, I, I like to um, um, part of what I'm doing is challenging myself mentally, if that makes sense. Um, uh, I'll talk a little bit about uh, uh, my folks who are now in their 80s, and uh, they what they do is they actually play cards. Uh, they have this um, uh, series of, and they've actually invented some of their own games, uh, solitaire uh, that keep their, their. I mean, when they're not, uh, um, they don't sit around. They don't have a TV. Uh, when they are, are relaxing, uh, they play cards and they, you know, they, they keep their minds active and challenged. Uh, for me, I find it wickedly challenging uh, to um, basically write a mystery. I grew up also on uh, Agatha Christie and, uh, you know, um, uh, the Sherlock Holmes mysteries and those, those you know, there's a, a very particular technique of leaving clues so the reader is intrigued but cannot figure it out until the very last. And my, my big challenge, and, and I guess that brings on a second challenge, the big challenge is how do you do that? How do you not give away the plot, you know, at the end of chapter one or chapter two? How do you make those little clues and, so that in the end they go, oh, you know, that light goes on. That's what was happening. And to me, that's what makes a, you know, a, a, an engaging read when you've got the reader and they're trying to figure things out and they're following along and, and you know, they're rooting for the hero. Uh, but it also mean, it means for the author, who is your, you know, who's your audience? How do you find people who can uh, give you honest feedback? Is, is this a good story? And again, from my, my family, <laughs> my brother uh, sent me a note yesterday. Uh, uh, Mike is the, uh, uh, the brilliant engineer in the family and then everybody else is, uh, a, a published author, and so we're the creative side, and, and uh, Mike and, and my father are really the you know the engineers of the uh, of the family. And hey James, uh, the uh, sir. Hey James, we're gonna we, we gotta go to a break now, but we'll uh, we'll pick okay. that up when we get back. And also when we get back, I want to uh, uh, talk about some of the uh, the differences between traditional publishing and and and, and and some of the nuts and bolts of how you did what you did. So uh, you're listening to The Brand Ambassadors, and uh, we're going to be back with James Slater talking about self-publishing, talking about fiction uh, after this break.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom-line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program Welcome back to The Brand Ambassadors. I'm Gary Potterfield, along with Mayor Hamilton Allen and our guest today, author James Slater. Uh, and uh, before I rudely interrupted you, James, at the end of the break, you were talking about uh, your family, who's a, you've got a family of writers, but also the whole, the whole process of you know, getting feedback, I guess, on, 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 the, on your writing to you know, uh, your readers. And so I think one of the biggest uh, challenges you have uh, uh, as an author is uh, there's that big question of self-doubt. You've, you've poured your your heart into this this uh, this uh, uh, effort that has resulted in a book, and you're really proud of it. And because uh, you've you've put so much work into it, it has to be good, right? So you share it with your friends and you share it with your family. Hey, I wrote a book, and of course they're like, "Oh, you wrote a book? That's nice. That's good." And that doesn't really help you because, of course, whatever you do, you know, you know, oh, you dug a hole, um, you, 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 you made a nice diorama, that's good, they're always telling you that. The challenge is, how do you get someone 
to read the book and, um, you know, give you open, honest feedback. And I've found that something of a challenge because uh, and there's a lots, of, lots of folks out there who will for, and, and it's not cheap, um, but a good sum of money, give you a recommendation on what you can do to make your story or your book better. But again, you're paying them a lot of money. So my, uh, my perspective is if I'm paying you a lot of money, you're going to, or I, in your shoes I do the same, you're going to make them uh, yourself indispensable. They have to tell you something's wrong or you need to fix it. Otherwise, what did you pay them for? And I guess the other go-to uh, folks will say, get into a writer's group. And you get into a writer's group, and, and everybody has their own take, and it doesn't match your own vision of what you're trying to do. And each one of those quote-unquote opinions are, um, uh, you know, from their own perspective and not really from yours. So the challenge is how do you know if your work is, is any good? And ultimately, if you are successful, certainly the uh, uh, sales will be a good indicator. But as you're developing those, those you know, your initial books how do you find uh, folks who will read and give you honest opinions? And, and that's, you know, I don't know that I have it, but, you know, when uh, uh, I've got a few folks that I just share the book with and uh, I heard from a, a third party that they really liked it, uh, they, they weren't done with it yet, and I thought to myself, okay, that is, you know, it's not somebody being nice to me because I gave them a book, but some somebody being honest because they actually enjoyed the text. So I think that's that's a real challenge when you self-publish to you know to have the confidence and uh, the understanding to to find those folks who are maybe writers themselves and and can be can be bluntly honest. I didn't like it, or you left this out, or this doesn't make sense. Those types of things, rather than you know because they're your friend, being nice to you and say, hey, yeah, good job. Well, what? What about your family? And as I know your parents in particular are pretty spiritual um, and in their 80s. And your first chapter is pretty blue. What did they think? Well, of course, they are uh, <laughs> they're familiar with uh, the fact that they have a son who uh, was a senior chief in the Navy. And, uh, <laughs> and again, all kinds of... Uh, uh, literature comes through their, uh, you know, they're they're very well read, and they've right. they, they've read a lot of, um, you know, not f- unfamiliar with the uh, uh, the range. It was nothing of, they hadn't read before. Uh, <laughs> exactly. But again, I mean that that was the whole thing. It's you know, I I, I think they were able to um, uh, make a distinction. I'm pretty lucky in that aspect. Make a distinction between. Uh, a, a, a book by their son and just um, a science fiction story. Uh, I, I know I'm, my mom is not a, a big science fiction um, uh, reader or fan, but she says, I think it's really good because when I read it, it makes me nervous. And, and uh, it's like, great. I, I think that's a nice compliment because, uh, I, you know, my, my point there is, is to create tension and um, uh, suspense uh, in the chapters. So I took that as a compliment. So, hey, James, about the uh, – so, so why would someone, you or anybody else, why choose the, um, 
the self-publishing route as opposed to attempting the um, traditional publishing route? What's, what do you see as the differences, the pros and cons of going either direction? So I, I think the, and I don't know, I think it depends what your, your personal connections are um, and whether or not you're able to find someone who can, can give you an in, because if you're just like me, an unconnected uh, wannabe author, um, you could spend all of your energy uh, of trying to sell the book that maybe you haven't even written yet. Uh, and there's another aspect, too. The other aspect is, say you are fortunate enough to find, uh, you know, uh, to hire a publicist and you get a, a big publishing house and uh, they like what you've done, they pick up your book, and you will get maximum profit from, from sales of the book. And, the, uh, you know, the book business is a, a quite a, a, a finicky one. Uh, you'll get maybe 10 to 20% uh, royalty from, from the sale of the book. And I don't know if a lot of people know that, but... Uh, you know, if you are a, if you know, if you're selling a million copies, well, shoot, that's, you know, that, that's a good chunk of change. But if you're selling maybe a uh, 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 hundred copies uh, a year or hundred copies, uh, you know, even in a month, uh, 20% of that uh, um, 499 price tag or you know if it's a hard copy that uh, 1299 price tag it's just not that much it's it's like okay you're 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 published out there um, through Amazon uh, if you sell for and they change this all the time so you'd have to check Amazon for the actual price range but if you sell between 299 and I think it's um, Fifteen or sixteen dollars, if between there, um, you know, if you sell for ninety-nine cents, then uh, uh, you get less. But Amazon, uh, within that publishing range, uh, gives its self-publishers seventy percent of the royalties. So there's a bigger chunk there, and it's especially attractive for folks who have a much lower uh, um, volume of sales, uh, who aren't, you know, who don't have that big um, industry standard. Uh, um, outlets, uh, not only on Amazon, but uh, but the other uh, book outlets and online outlets as well. That's a huge difference, yeah. I mean, um, so in a $10 book, you'd be making seven bucks, and uh, so you don't need to, you actually could uh, maybe not make a huge living on it, but you could do pretty good uh, with a secondary income. So, um, I've got a Kindle Unlimited membership, and of course, I paid for your book because I care like that. But uh, it's turning up. I can read it. You know, I can read it for free. What does that mean to you? So, so if you're, and, and this is interesting, how they do the royalties on the Amazon. If if you are an Amazon Prime member, they have what they call, or, or if you have uh, an unlimited uh, uh, library sus- subscription, um, you can read. And again, if you're publishing through uh, through Amazon and uh, you you actually sign an exclusive contract with them, um, you can actually read those as a reader for free. You can download as part of your your membership fee. 
Uh, royalties, however, are uh, doled out based on how far you make it through the book. Uh, so, <laughs> so if you download my book, and it's a, I mean, I, I'm not sure because Kindle doesn't have pages in the in the print edition. Um, it, it's about uh, let's see, we've got uh, I think 250 pages. So on page 251 uh, is you know about the author. So if you download a Kindle book and go uh, to the About the Author page on the final book, uh, Amazon says, oh, they read the book. I get full royalties. However, if you download the book and you never crack the cover, or a virtual cover, obviously, um, I don't get anything. Again, oh, really? If, if, if you oh, it's in the free membership. Book, okay. yeah. right, right. If you download the book and you make it halfway through, then, you know, then, then they... Um, uh, they give you half of that fee. So, uh, right, if you're going to, if you want to be my friend, then you go to your Amazon Prime membership, you download the book, and uh, you go to the final page and say, okay, on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> or you can read the story. How to, how to hack Amazon. So, 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 I don't, so, so James, if, if, look, if we're looking at, for example, your the Klaustrum book, I know you have another one coming out. We talked before you, we wrap up about that, but, uh, and it's four ninety nine on Kindle. Uh, you're saying that if some, if Merit has, uh, you know, unlimited, if she, if she read through the entire book online, you, and got to the, about the author, she, you would get the 70% of four ninety nine. Well, the, the, and, and again, there is there there are different metrics that a- Amazon takes a, a portion of that to um, uh, and especially for the on-demand print version, uh, they will tell you I, I think their cost in a um, uh, for a book my size is, is about uh, about seven dollars. Um, so they take their seven dollars and then the remainder they'll split that uh, seventy thirty uh, with me. Well, I, I, I got a, I, I got a couple more logistic questions. Oh, okay, go ahead. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I've, we're going to have to uh, go to break um, again because I've got another question. Is I mean, I'm looking at your book in my account and what I can do with it to help you make more money. And <laughs> that's what I'd be interested in. And I think other folks who are interested in self-publishing are really interested in the uh, ins and outs. And uh uh, we're talking with James Slater, who in many other roles has been a contracted minister uh, and a uh, electronic uh, or a government billing lead for Vox Optima. So he certainly understands the financial ramifications of things. And so uh, I, w- I want to get a little bit more into the weeds on that. But uh, do drop us a line at brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com if you have any questions about self-publishing. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima. 
our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you're listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Trends in global business are changing all the time. It used to only be worrying about your competitor across the street, but now that competitor may be across the world. On Global Business with Mahesh Joshi, we discuss the trends in global business, plus issues and solutions that business leaders face today. Each show is guaranteed to teach you something that you didn't know before about global business. Listen live every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program Welcome back to this week's program. I'm Gary Potterfield, along with Merritt Hamilton-Allen and our guest, James Slater. And we're in our last segment, and it's going to go by in a jiffy. Uh, but And real quick, uh, and, and take about a minute to do this, James, because one thing I think people should hear about um, is how did you find the time to write a novel, given all oh, the, yeah, the process that goes on in your life? <laughs> so it, I, I like to tell people... Um, um, uh, because certainly I have a full-time job. Where do you find time to write? And my answer is always, well, I did it on the way to work. So um, we live about an hour south of uh, Washington, D.C., and uh, there's a, a commuter bus I take that it gives me, oh, I would say an hour to an hour and change, depending on uh, weather and traffic conditions, each morning um, to, uh, to sleep or play Candy Crush, or whatever those people are doing around me. And I take that time to, um, uh, to, to write scenes and to, um, uh, to actually edit a book. The, um, I have never sat down and been um, 
to write and, and written less than than 500 words in that uh, time frame. Uh, and I spent a lot of time on that bus, and, and those, those, uh, those times actually add up. Uh, so that, and I think that the first book uh, from, uh, from start to, uh, and, and this is not the editing process, but from start to finish man's manuscript uh, was about uh, seven months of, uh, of bus rides. <laughs> traffic jam winning yes hey, yeah, traffic. I, I enjoy a good traffic jam it, it helps me be creative well, and that's um, I'm, I'm glad Gary brought that up uh, and, and you know that's something that would have been possible before the digital revolution you could have scratched it out in a notebook but I'm assuming you were uh, typing into a laptop so I do type into a laptop, and I was I went to a uh, a writers conference. I don't, I don't go to a lot of them, but I went to a writers conference with the intention of being inspired. And um, there was a woman who gave a seminar on what she called uh, extreme writing. She told the story of again a guy in D.C. who um, uh, wanted so much to write that he would write on his phone. Um, while sitting on the metro uh, back and forth between work. And I thought to myself, oh, if he could do that, I could do better than that. I've got a laptop, and I could open it up on the bus. And I was really inspired to, uh, to do that, understanding that uh, there were people out there who, who had a book inside them and would do what writing. You could write it down longhand, uh, but I type much faster than I write. And, um, it, um, you know, you develop a habit. The, the more you do it, the easier it, it becomes. I think you should have taken a good old-fashioned quill with an inkwell on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so uh, the, um, uh, the the process when you finally get—I mean, because take us through the final parts of, of just if you can do this in about a minute or so about you know, okay, you've got it, you've written a book. How do you how do you get it actually? No kidding, published on on Amazon, and and can people get physical copies of your book if they don't want the e e version? Okay, so so that's that's a multi-part question, and I'll I'll try and run through my po- uh, process as as quickly as possible. Um, I have a piece of software that cost me I think it cost about forty fifty bucks. Not not you know it's not I own it. It's it's not in the cloud. It's called Scrivener, and what it allows you to do is uh, input text and import pictures. It's pretty amazing. And then when you're done, you can actually output to all of the digital formats. Uh, ebook, iBook, whatever you like, you can do that from Scrivener. Uh, so when I get everything uh, uh, ready and right and uh, ready to, to finalize, even the cover, uh, you can do that there. Um, Amazon requires, there's certain specific requirements for, for cover, but requires a PDF. So you take that ebook, you output it from Scrivener into a, a PDF, and then you have, um, I have a, and they just changed it. It used to be um, Amazon has their own uh, self-publishing, uh, and, and you can actually use your Amazon account uh, to go in. And you set up the account, and then really what you do is, is you upload two files. You upload the cover, uh, which either you've designed yourself or uh, you had uh, somebody design. I used a, a service called 99designs that uh, uh, did a great job on that very unique cover there. Uh, and uh, you take that PDF, 
and you upload that, and uh, Amazon, you know, it thinks for a bit, and it formulates the two together, and, and there it is. Uh, they have technicians to go through and, and check, and there's a little delay between when you upload to verify everything uh, um, will come out appropriately, uh, and then you press... Uh, um, uh, you press the button, and there it is. You have uh, a, um, you have a uh, you can choose a print book, and, and in fact, Amazon has what they call print on demand, uh, which I was I, I'm really amazed with, uh, having a background in, um, uh, in in publishing, and what that allows you to do is if you go on to Amazon, uh, and again you have Prime, uh, you can go to my book. You can say, uh, I want that uh, hard copy, and uh, they will they actually take that order, they print it, and then they deliver it to your door within two days. I was just amazed at, uh, wow. at uh, how they could do that. So, uh, James, we are winding down the show. It goes, like all our conversations, it goes by so quickly. How do, uh, what's the best way to reach you and your author page? And then also, how do people buy your book? Okay, so the book is uh, is for sale on, uh, like we said, Amazon. And probably the easiest way, you can search through uh, Amazon for um, uh, for Claustrum, which is, is my book, or just search for James Slater. Now, the problem is, and, and you'll need a little bit of uh, um, uh, um, uh, patience to do that, there, there is, when you Google uh, James Slater, author, uh, the first thing that comes up is James Salter, the author, 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 clearly. But there's also an Australian author named James Slater who uh, tells of his adventures in, you know, his, his, his uh, uh, crazy, and he's got like six books up there, uh, Crazy Adventures in Australia. Uh, but there's a unique science fiction cover, kind of sand colored, you can't miss it. Um, and, of course, uh, if you're interested in reading an excerpt from the book or some of my other uh, short stories, you can go to uh, jameslaterbooks.com and uh, plenty of uh, background links and uh, kind of my take on self-publishing all in one place. I think jameslaterbooks.com is the, the first place to go because that will give you links to actually buy the book and you won't get confused with Salters or Aussies or anything like that. My, my my last question, though, I'm able, because I'm Amazon, whatever, Prime, Unlimited, I can loan the book to people. Does that do anything for you financially? That's a good question. And I will tell you that uh, one of the real challenges, in if you're on Amazon, is keeping up with all the, uh, uh, the, the various... Uh, updates to Amazon's operating procedures and, and how they do. So truthfully, I don't know if that, uh, uh, if that is uh, uh, true. What should happen is because you've loaned it to somebody, if they, they go through and, and read it, I should get royalties, but I'm not sure that uh, what exactly or how they do that. Um, I guess the, right, the, the biggest thing, and again, for me, uh, the biggest thing for me is to, is really to keep writing and to, to keep publishing uh, so that I have, there's a body of work there. And not that uh, uh, I have limited time, so my time has, is, uh, I try to spend my time coming up with good stories. And when I get to that critical mass where I think I have something to sell, then I can stop writing for a while and, and start. Well, we're going to be, co- 
Oh, this, thank you so much uh, for the information. I'm going to just do a lone experiment, but thank you so much for joining us, James Slater. Find him on jamesslaterbooks.com. For Gary Potterfield, I'm Merritt Hamilton-Allen. Thanks so much. Thank you for tuning in this week to The Brand Ambassadors. Please join Merritt Hamilton Allen and Gary Potterfield for another edition next Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.